You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for our What's Love Got to Do With It series. Every time you say that, I do this. I mean, how can you not like dance along to that, right? But this week we're doing a part two to our marriage episode and we've got some fun topics to go through because there's really an endless amount of topics when it comes to love and marriage. Oh, absolutely. I feel like I already narrowed it down quite a bit. Like we (laughs) narrowed it down just doing these six parts. But um, the last episode we talked about, just to give a really brief thing, summary, choice is um, part of it. Sacrifice is another element in friendship. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about commitment, intentionality, and romance. (laughs) Yay. Spicy. (laughs) Spicy. So So stick around to get to that part of the episode. (laughs) Um, So commitment. That's like the biggest thing when you get married and you stand at the altar. It's like the whole the whole concept, concept of marriage. Exactly. Kind of. But honestly, when you get married to somebody down the road, looks are gonna change, opinions are gonna change. There's a lot that's gonna change in your marriage and about your spouse as you're married. And so it's important to realize that when you're getting married to somebody you have to stick with that person through thick and thin and this isn't a super you know I don't want to say this and start it off on a negative note but when you get married like you are going to disappoint your spouse at some point and they're going to disappoint you you know and it's good realizing when you're walking into marriage that a lot of times when you're doing that it's still pretty early on in the relationship and you might put rose-colored glasses on when you're marrying that person um But when you're walking with them, the reality of your personality and their personality is going to come out and there's things that are going to happen in your relationship that aren't that, you know, it's going to maybe be a shock. It's going to be a disappointment. Um, But honestly, the whole idea of commitment is such a beautiful thing. And that's what we look at when we see like older couples and they're like, oh, we've been married for 50 years and everyone's like, oh, that's so sweet, you know, but they walked through that, right? Like it's their commitment that we find so beautiful. And when they were walking through marriage, like they've seen the good and the bad, they've stuck with each other through thick and thin. And we admire that so much in our culture. But when it comes down to it for us on the day to day, it might not be so easy, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. I think that's what's so beautiful about the marriage ceremony is how we do vows to Mm -hmm. each other. And I think that's why it is, I mean, it's just my opinion, but I think it's really important to at least have that moment when you get married where you do vows, whether you elope or whether you do it in front of friends and family, you need to stand before God and before the people that matter to you that you want there or not. (laughs) And and you need to, to say some verbal vows to each other. Because that's, you know, when you look back on your life and you're in your marriage and like you said, things get hard and it's not always easy and you're like, what did I do? Mm -hmm. You can look back and you can remember the vow that you made. And that's stronger than the feelings that you feel. Mm -hmm. You know, when you make a vow, you're saying, it's not even really about the other person. It's saying, I'm vowing to do this. This is my vow to you. 
And that's really, I think, something that the enemy can never take away from you is those vows you made. And you can look back and go, and including the other person, you can look back on your spouse's vows and go, this is the commitment they made to me. And you can choose to trust in it. And that's something that the enemy wants us quite honestly, you know, to forget. And it's something that this world does not understand Mm -hmm. is commitment and vows. And so it's something that is, you know, this world is constantly going one way and God is saying, no, I want you to look at it this way. And when you look in the, in the Bible, you know, God even would make vows to people, you know, and he would swear by himself because there was nothing higher he could swear by, but his own self. And, um, and he would make vows. And so that's why it's such a godly thing for us to stand and, and vow to each other, ourselves to each other for the rest of our lives. And it really shows that commitment, but it's walked out in the everyday, like you said. And, yeah, but it, it sure. is one of the biggest ways you can show love to the other person is to just remain committed to that marriage and, and remain committed to making it great. You know, not just like, oh, well, I'm still married to you, so you should be happy. It's like, no, commit to like making this a great marriage and to have fun. I mean, how terrible would it be to like be with someone that just like doesn't really care to have fun in life? Like that would be so sad. I know. And I love that you said that the world doesn't commit, like they don't like commitment, right? It's scary for them. But when the world's even like, it's not just Christians that look at a long married couple and go, oh, that's so sweet. The world does that too. Because in our hearts, we know that that, there's something so beautiful about actually committing to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because in the Bible, like Jesus compares us in him to the wife and the groom, right? Like he can, that's the same relationship that he mirrors when he is committed to us. Going into how you said, I have a bubble (laughs) in my throat. (laughs) A what? (laughs) I don't know what it was. But when you mentioned going into like not just assuming that, oh, I'm married now and just letting it kind of fizzle out, but having a great marriage from the end brings us into the next point, which is being intentional about your relationship. Um, It's really easy when you get married to be like, oh, I have them now, right? You know, it's like that's, you've kind of reached the goal. Like you can think of it in your in your mind as I've reached that goal. But when you get married, it's important that you don't take for granted that person, right? Um, just because you're in that relationship now, but you're still intentional about making time for each other, you know, spending quality time together. I think one way that you can be really intentional in a marriage is um i don't know if if everybody like really likes these but knowing what like their love language is right that was... i was literally going to ask you about that oh yeah do yeah you, do you know what your love language is oh no gosh no no, no i have no <laughs> i've tried it many times no but i wanted to ask you in this section that's my one note is what do you think about love languages in marriage what's the purpose of them I honestly love the whole idea of like knowing your spouse's love language and trying to express love to them in that way. Because I think that when we're growing up, it can be based on so many different elements of how our parents showed love to us, how we show love to others and where our strengths and our weaknesses are, right? Like the way I feel loved and the way that I express love to Brian might not be what makes him feel the most loved. So I really feel like it's actually super uh, like super important because my love language is words of affirmation 
And Brian's love language is acts of service, right? Mm. But naturally, the way that I would show love to people is being like, oh, you did such a good job today. <laughs> and oh, I love how you are. I love your outfit. I love your hair. Like, because I know that that's what makes me feel so loved. So I'll mm-hmm. express it to Brian that way. Mm. And in our the beginning of our relationship, I was like all words mm. and he's acts of service. Yeah. And so he would show me love by you know, making me breakfast in the morning. And it's not that I didn't appreciate that. I really did. Mm -hmm. But when you understand each other's love languages, it's like, okay, I know that me just saying so many good affirming things to him might not do as much good and might not be as powerful as being like, okay, I know that if I pick up this thing or clean the house right now, it's going to like, you know, be extra for him than me just giving him words of affirmation all the time. I think that's a good way to look at it because unfortunately, I think, you know, as this book, The Love Languages, has mm-hmm. gotten super popular in the Christian circles, yeah. I feel like it's really easy to start using it like a personality test. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I think, use personality tests. Like they're great when you kind of want to learn about yourself and kind of figure out, okay, what are my weak spots and how can I be on the lookout extra in those areas, right? Mm -hmm. Like kind of showing you a roadmap for growth. Um, But instead, a lot of times they end up being like, well, here's why I'm I'm this way and you just have to deal with it, right? It's like self-focused instead of like, the love language is supposed to be about focusing on the other person. But I, I have noticed that a lot of times when I hear people talk about love languages, all they talk about is their love language and how they need it this way and like, or, or I, what I hear is people will talk about how they need love this way, right? Like this is their love language. I, mm-hmm. I hear love this way, which is fine. But then they're like, so I do this. Like this is what they do. Yeah, that's the exact opposite. And it's the opposite of, the of what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, it's good to know thyself, right? You know, okay, this is how I receive love so that maybe I can communicate that to my spouse. But just because you, like you said, like to hear words of service no what is it words Words of of affirmation (laughs) words of affirmation um you know it can be easy for you to then excuse like if brian's in a bad mood it's like well i tell him he's awesome all the time so it's like i don't know what his problem is you know and it's like well but that's not how he hears love Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know and it's just so important to remember that if you go down that road of love languages and things like that it can be a very great thing to learn more about yourself but the point has to be about how can I serve this other person better? Exactly. And when you go out of your way to love someone in a way that they personally appreciate it, then they're going to want to find a way to love you the way that you appreciate it, right? Like it exactly. begets the other. And so, but you can't just sit around and wait for the other person to figure it out before exactly. before you take that step and do yeah. it. So I think that's just like a really good way of looking at it of like, yeah, it's good to know yourself, but the point is to know how to serve the other person. Yeah. And it's what another area that it helped with is that if I was struggling and Brian would be like, okay, well, I, I just cleaned your car, right? Or I just did something like this. And in the beginning, what I didn't realize that that's Mm. what love looked like to him, it would be like frustrating. I'm like, okay, I'm very grateful, but you know, what I really wanted right now was this, but that's like the selfish way of looking at it. And then mm-hmm. you realize, oh, oh, well, he's expressing love to me mm-hmm. right now. It's actually super healthy because yeah. then you know they're trying to express love. You're just not seeing it in the same way. Yeah. So I honestly think it's, it's really been, both sides. Yeah, like you have exactly. to be able to be sensitive to how they're communicating to you. 
and see that for what it is, but then also make sure that, yeah, you are trying your best to, to communicate love to that. doesn't mean you always have to do it, right? Like it doesn't mean you always have to do everything for the person. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're all adults here and and we should be mature, (laughs) but, but when we are trying to communicate that love, just Mm -hmm. kind of asking ourselves like, okay, am I doing this to make myself feel like a good wife? Or am I actually thinking about the person? I mean, I used to, yeah. I used to throw Jeff these birthday parties, and they they were really really good, and he really really loved them and appreciated them. But I would surprise him on the day of, and he wouldn't know the theme or anything until until that night. And while he really appreciated it and he would have a good time, you know, he also is someone who looks forward to things. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I realized that, I was like, you know what, because I want the satisfaction of surprising him with something great, I'm kind of taking away a piece of it that he would really enjoy. And that's looking forward to it and having an expectation of it and helping to plan it and things like that. And so this past year, I told him my idea and we kind of planned it together. And it was great because like he he was so excited and he got to help plan it and he got to look forward to it. And that was something where I felt like in a way I kind of sacrificed, quote, right? Like it wasn't that difficult, but like kind of sacrificed what I thought would be fun for myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And traded that for something that he would actually truly love. And that was like the point. I mean, the point of a birthday is to celebrate the person, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of like just, it could be in the small things like that of like, what would truly make this person happy rather than just make myself feel good about what I'm doing? Exactly. Just like, honestly, just learning the other person, right? And this being intentional in your relationship, it goes outside of marriage. Like I was listening to a sermon this morning um, we've already popped this bubble before, but it's not actually Wednesday when we're filming this. It's on Sunday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in the sermon, it was talking about the same thing, but it was talking about, about our relationship with Jesus, like being intentional in that, um, and spending time with Jesus, even on those days when you're not really in the mood, right? Because there's days when God has answered a prayer or, you know, you feel really connected to him. But then there are going to be days as you walk with Jesus where you're not going to feel, it's not going to be very feeling based, but still being intentional about spending time with God. Same with friends, you know, same with parents and the whole love language thing. Like my dad is not a uh, gifts person. That's another love language is like gifts. He is not, you know, and so I've tried to think about other ways of like maybe quality time or something like that, you know, so being intentional can be in many different aspects of your life besides just marriage. So the last aspect um, of a way to show your, well, let me start over. So the last point that I want to mention when we're talking about what love looks like in marriage is romance. And we said we were going to get to this. So we've arrived. (laughs) But it was very interesting because when I looked up the word romance, it mentioned when you court somebody or when you woo them. And you woo them. When you woo them. And I, you know, me and Brian weren't courting each other when we were dating. Some people do, you know, in official sense. But a lot of people, they're courting somebody when they're dating and they don't realize it because all that courting really means, um, it says when you're dating a person, you're courting them, not always in the, oh, never mind. Oops. I thought I wrote the definition, but I didn't. <laughs> but all that courting really means when you're dating somebody is like when you're trying to get them, right? You're dressing 
really nice. You're looking your best. Mm. You guys are going out on dates. So you're trying to convince them to be in a relationship. Exactly. With you. okay. You're like actually putting effort into the relationship yeah. and you're going out on dates. I mentioned that like, you know, you're buying flowers or buying stuff for a guy, whatever guys <laughs> like. I still haven't figured out what guys uh, like to be honest with know. you. I don't think, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> buying them like oil for their car. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> if anybody knows what guys like, you can comment below. Please. But please. um, yeah, just like, that's kind of what romance is. You know, there's two sides to it. Like there's the obvious side of what romance looks like, but then it's also just still putting in that effort. And we've kind of talked about this a lot in different ways. Um, but it's crazy because I've heard this a lot is that a lot of spouses touch their phone more than they touch their spouse, which is crazy. Wow, It's very weird, but I'm, I'm sure there's days when that's true for me and Brian too, mm -hmm. but it's so easy to get into your day to day and you're just doing the, the, like, you're going to work, you're making dinner and all that stuff. And the romance, you know, like intentionally wooing that person, as weird of a word as it is, you know, like giving kiss to, kisses to them or giving them a hug just because that mm -hmm. stuff kind just of... Just being sweet. Just being sweet, yeah. you know, like that stuff kind of fizzles out um, if you're not intentional about it, which we were just talking about intentionality. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess all of this stuff really just points back to that idea of continuing to do for them what you did when you were dating, right? Mm -hmm. It's like being intentional about spending time with them, romancing them, being a friend to them, you know? All these things are such huge elements in marriage. And when we take time to focus on those things, marriage is gonna become better and better. And I know I mentioned that in the first episode, but I'm really passionate about that idea because I know a lot of people are afraid of marriage more and more these days mm. because they think that once you get married, it's like all about work. It's like, it's hard. It's work. You're just mm -hmm. doing this. The feelings disappear. <laughs> the and now feelings I just disappear. have to live with this person. <laughs> but honestly, yeah. like the more I've, the longer I've been married to Brian, I literally love him more. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you love them more and it's might not feel the same way that it did in the beginning, but those feelings become deeper and you have a friend, you have someone that's committed to you through thick mm -hmm. and thin. It's like all these things are such beautiful elements of marriage. It's so true. And the enemy would love nothing more than to distract you and to keep you from yeah. growing mm -hmm. that kind of strength in your marriage. And I think practically speaking for me, a lot of times romance, a lot of what that is, is it's just making the other person feel valuable. Mm -hmm. To me, I think that's a lot of what it is when you think about when you are dating, you know, bringing them flowers or taking them out to eat or saying sweet things, looking nice. It just shows that like, I value you. You are valuable to me. You're worth pursuing. I think you're a treasure. Like mm -hmm. that's really what romancing truly, I think at its heart truly is. Yes. And so, yes, there can be like, you know, the grand moments of romance where you go off on your anniversary trip and you make it really special. And those are, those are great. And those are important because those are milestones we're celebrating, but it can also, like you said, just be in the way that you grab their hand or kiss them or just tell them that they look nice today. It's just about making the other person feel valuable. And at the end of the day, I think that's really what we're called to in our marriage is, you know, God sees us as so valuable. Jesus saw us as so valuable that he gave his life for us. Mm -hmm. And so we can mirror that in our marriages and remind each other of that by showing that, hey, I see you as someone who is so valuable to me. 
I chose to spend the rest of my life with you. I mean, that's kind of a big deal, right? Like that's, that is a big commitment. It's bigger than a 30 year mortgage. It's bigger than like anything else that we can really do. For sure. And so just kind of reminding that person of, Hey, like that, that decision I made, I, I meant it because you're that valuable to me. Yeah. And just doing that in the little ways, I think will really go a long way to show love in marriage. Exactly. And like showing romance, you know, and doing those things that we mentioned it reminds them that we still feel that way, right? Yeah. Because if we stop doing that, it can be very tempting for that person. The thoughts set in. It's like, oh, well, they felt that way then, but maybe they don't care about me in the same way anymore. Maybe they regret this decision. But when you're intentional about these things, it reminds them, oh, they still are happy to be with me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's huge when you mention that, you know, the enemy wants nothing more than to destroy your marriage. It's because so often God points to marriage as, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the reflection of our relationship with him. And so he doesn't want us to experience that on earth, right? Right, exactly. And if I can say this too, something that I love learning about is um, in medieval times, (laughs) Um, you know, we know that the knights of the medieval times would use their swords to to fight and defend and protect women. And that's just such like a a beautiful picture of what the husband is called to do in our marriages, right? They go out, they take ground, they fight, they protect, they lay down their life. But what the woman would do, right? If you think of like a princess in that time, in medieval times, she would take the sword and she wouldn't use it to do what the man would do. But the man would kneel before her and she would use it to knight him. And I think what's beautiful about how the women would actually knight the men is it reminds them of what they're fighting for. She calls him up to a higher level of living and goes, this is who you are. You are a knight. You are a brave warrior for this kingdom. Now go and defend us. Go and protect us. Mm -hmm. And as women, we've been given a very precious gift with our husbands. They are the warriors of God, right? They are the ones who go out and they take ground. And not that women can't do that either. Mm -hmm. But in the spiritual realm, the men are the warriors. They're the fighters. And what we women can do in our marriages and talking specifically about how we can show love in our marriage is we can use our words and use our actions to not just, you know, like, like we said, pick out all the faults or, you know, explain why we should be treated better, but to actually call forth the man and the warrior and the knight inside of them, the prince that lies on the inside of them and call them forth to a higher level of living. And when we do that, the enemy is terrified of that. He's terrified of a man who's willing to lay down his life and a woman who is willing to call her husband higher and to support him and respect him in this way. And if we do that, you're going to have such an amazing marriage. And no matter what the enemy throws your way, you can have something solid and firm to stand on through all the years ahead. I love that. That is so beautiful. I'm never heard that before (laughs) thank you so much for tuning into this episode if you enjoyed it then be sure and like it and subscribe to the podcast because you won't want to miss our final entry in the what's love got to do with it series (laughs) and if you didn't know we can also check us out on instagram and facebook and we'll catch you next week for our next episode